Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In his debut feature documentary, The Territory, Alex Pritz provides an immersive look at the tireless fight of Amazon's indigenous Uru-Eowawa people against the encroaching deforestation brought by farmers and illegal settlers. With awe-inspiring cinematography showcasing the titular landscape and richly textured sound design, the film takes audiences deep into the Uru-Eowawa community and provides unprecedented access to the farmers and settlers illegally burning and clearing the protected indigenous land. The film is called The Territory, and we're joined today by the director in his feature documentary debut, Alex Pritz. Alex, welcome to Film School Radio. Happy to be here. My hat's off to you. Uh, in the way that the film is presented, we have seen many documentary films about the deforestation of the Amazon region and the, the horror that is taking place. Rarely have we seen it presented in such a way that we get all of the different facets and in a respectful, I guess respectful may not be quite the word I'm looking for, but it's certainly in a fair presentation. Thank you. It's, How important uh, was that to you in making this film? I, I think, you know, it, it does a disservice to the people that are actually engaged in the fight to protect the rainforest, to paint things in a, a reductive, you know, overly simplistic light. And, and that was something we heard really clearly when we first began meeting with Nadinya and Vitate, the, the protagonists of our film who are, are fighting in defense of the forest, was that all these people have come and they've they've made short films and created reports and they talk to the environmental leaders and they talk to the human rights activists and nobody goes and talks to the people that are cutting down and, and burning and causing this destruction and violence. And if you want to understand this problem and where it's coming from, go talk to them. So yeah, creating a, an environment where everybody was able to speak their truth and and do it in a open, honest, empathetic way was was really kind of our, our starting point with this film. And in that vein, I think what the territory presents to us is a window into this specific part of the world and the challenges faced by the people of these indigenous communities. But it's also very indicative of the world we live in, in so many other parts of the world where indigenous people or people struggling to survive uh, all kinds of economic levels are forced into these situations that are appalling in the big picture of the future of humanity. This is not just here. All over the world, people's need to survive is superseding the greater good, if you will. And I think that it's so important that this is presented in the way that you do. So yeah, I, I could not agree more. The the forces at play putting these poor, desperate farmers like Sergio and Martins in the position they're in are the same forces that are, are plundering indigenous land. And they're the same forces that animated the westward expansion in the United States. These ideas of manifest destiny, of, of divine right to the land, you know, even the idea of, of private property as, as a concept. These are things that are just so deeply ingrained in the, the mindset of these settlers 
Uh, and you can see it in really superficial ways, like the big belt buckles they wear on the cowboy hats and their references to American Western movies. But all of that just betrays this much deeper, more profound sense of connection they have to America because both America and Brazil are these colonial countries founded on you know, racial, racial slavery, racial capitalism, um, and all of the, the ideas that that entails. Much of the film, as you mentioned, you mentioned Sergio and Martins, and we see their side of it. But for me, the soul of the film, well, there's two different people that I would uh, single out, Nadina and Bitate. Nadina is an environmentalist activist who's been working in this region. Talk a little bit about her, how you met her, how she became part of the project. Yeah, Nadina is a force of nature. Um, she was my, my initial entry point into this project. I had read about her work and just felt so deeply moved and inspired by her dedication. She's working in an area surrounded by right-wing conservative people that think the forest would be better off cut down and turned into soy plantations and cattle farms. 80% uh, of people there are supporting Bolsonaro now today. And so she is in the belly of the beast, sounding the alarm vocally, you know, unabashedly uh, standing up for the forest and the indigenous people that live there. And so I reached out to her, you know, kind of old school, I just sent her an email and said, hey, I, I love your work. I, I think your work might become a lot more difficult if Bolsonaro is elected. Could we start a conversation? Could I come and meet you? Uh, and so flew to Brazil, met her, and through her began to understand this, this world she inhabited and, and the various actors within. And switching over uh, to Batate, who is part of the indigenous community, Yuru Eo Wawa. What struck me about him and this community was how savvy they are, how much more in tune with the world that's swirling around them. And yet they're able to stay true to their vision of the world that they that they want to live in, that they would hope to continue to live in. And the encroachment, they see the encroachment and they're being active in trying to stop it. Let's talk about the Uru Eowawa community as well as Bidate and his leadership and his bravery. Yeah, Bidate, he is just... a. Uh a visionary leader in, in many senses. I, I cannot begin to fathom the responsibility that was placed on his shoulders when he became the leader at 18 years old of this community of 183 people who are defending an area two and a half times the size of the state of Delaware, 6,000 square miles of rainforest. And this, this area of rainforest that, that, that his people live on, his territory, is crucial to the protection of the rest of the Amazon rainforest, which as we know, the lungs of the earth uh, is one of the most important buffers we have against global climate change, rising sea levels, uh, and our ability to live on this beautiful planet for generations to come. So, you know, no small amount of responsibility placed on his shoulders as the person tasked with defending this land from its destruction. And he approached it head on, you know, he well taking high school classes, would then go back home, you know, work to write applications to get drones for his community so that they could improve their surveillance capabilities to, uh, you know, detect future invasions. I mean, this kid is, is so smart and so, so dedicated. And one of the things I, I was, you know, really drawn to in this story, uh, we've talked a little bit about the American West and, and the parallels between Brazil and, and that situation. 
in American Western movies, you know, there's these American cinema, big part of it, Western movies. There's these tropes of, you know, indigenous people, kind of the nameless, faceless silhouettes on the horizon, uh, homogenized together. And then you get these richly textured lives of, of the settlers who are interesting, complicated, nuanced people. And, you know, we, we saw a, visually, you know, there's, there's all these parallels, you know, cowboys, indigenous people, frontier, colonial conquest, all the themes were there. So in making the film, I think we were interested in trying to draw out the aesthetic elements of, of the Western genre, but then flip it on its head wherever we could. And one of the key areas where that was, was Bitete and his community are, are politically savvy, uh, you know, knowledgeable about the media, they understand technology, also understand the, the consequences of the destruction of, of this piece of land for the rest of the world. On the flip side, the, the naive people in our story are the settlers who don't understand the historical context of their actions. They don't understand the ecological consequences of their actions, and, and they're very myopic in their thinking, mostly due to a, you know, a lack of education. But yeah, for me, trying to, to subvert audiences' expectations of how Indigenous people had been represented on screen to date was a, was a really important thing. Obviously, Bitete is just like a living example of of the the modern sophisticated you know technologically savvy yet very well grounded in in his heritage and his people and his traditions in getting to know him getting to understand their community and their culture it also is a window into a future you know the indigenous people around the world are literally the way forward if we choose to follow there is a there is a way to mix the modern with the indigenous and we have to figure out the way to do that. But they're the ones who have been shepherding the earth. It, it, look at North America. What we now know is this great barren part of the country during the Great Dust Bowl was one of the most fertile parts, growing regions in the world prior to the Americans moving across the West and the destruction that was wrought by that. So these people can be such an incredible resource and this is the sad part of this story, and that is that in, in, in addition to the encroachment on their, their area, their territory, is they're losing their language, they're losing their culture, they're losing the ability to teach us what we need to know. And that's, yeah. that's important to me. Absolutely. I think that's a, a really beautiful way of, of describing it. You know, I think any conversation about climate change, about the future of our planet has to have indigenous people front and center leading the way. You know, th these are not groups that are victims of the effects of climate change. These are, are groups of people who are our best shot as, as a planet to be able to continue to live on, on earth. Yeah. Um, and, and they should be treated as such. Often in, in quick Q and A's or whatever for the film, people will say to be today, you know, how can we help you? How can we save your people? And how can we help save the Amazon rainforest? And Bitete is like, no, that, that is the wrong way of looking at this. We are the ones doing the work of, of saving you guys from the consequences of your own actions, your own carbon emissions. And, you know, the question is more about whether you guys are ready to listen to the message that we're trying to give you, that we're trying to help you understand about our place in the world. And I think that's, it's a really important thing for, for audiences of this film, especially to, to try to reframe in their own minds. We're, we're talking with Alex Pritz. He is the director of this wonderful documentary film called The Territory. It is out uh, on August 19th in theaters. Be looking for it. It's also being released through National Geographic.
And at some point down the line, it will be probably on platforms. I think Disney Plus, do I have that right? It'll be on Disney Plus near the end of the year. Near the end of the year. So I'll be looking for it. And let's go back to the, just step back about the story itself. And you mentioned, we've talked a little bit about Sergio and Martins. And, and as you mentioned, their interest in all of this. But there's this other part of it, which is the politics of Brazil. And that would be, that would include President Bolsonaro, who is, I believe, up for re-election this year. Is that right? Yeah, he's up for re-election on October 2nd, um, just three weeks after we release our film in Brazil. God willing, it'll have an impact on the election. I, I, um, and is the, the former president, I believe, is running against him, who was yeah. much better on these things. His opponent, uh, Lula, uh, will be will be running against him again this year. Yeah. There is this other part of the film, which we haven't talked too much about, and that is th there's a lot of talk about these farmers organizing so that they can take over this territory and join the association. The association is what? The association is uh, a way for these farmers' networks to band together in search of political support for their land grab. So yes. Sergio, the leader of this association, a, a thousand families together, collected money from all of them, used that to get a lawyer, used that to build political connections to, to various politicians in the hopes that they would be able to take what is currently an illegal settlement, an illegal land grab, and redraw the lines of this indigenous territory uh, to legalize this little city in the forest that they're hoping to build. And, you know, their cynical view is that if they can build 25, you know, they don't need to get all thousand families there. If they can get 25 houses, a church and a school, you know, then they'll be able to get a politician to incorporate that as a bona fide city. That politician would then have a voting block in perpetuity, you know, a, a new constituency created out of thin air. So, you know, win-win, uh, despite the fact that where they're hoping to do this is on federally protected uh, indigenous territory from, from the Uruguay. In your travels, it, you know, especially I'm sure working with uh, Medina, is there a sense within the body politic in Brazil of the importance of the rainforest? It, is there a significant constituency for the protection and possibly the restoration of what has been taken? I don't know how long or what, what's involved in that, but is there much of a political constituency within Brazil for that? Yeah, I think that there's a, a lot of support for climate legislation, for protection of the Amazon uh, within Brazil at large. There's also a really big urban-rural divide, uh, similar to the United States. And so these Amazonian agribusiness-driven states have a completely different mood and, and political outlook than you know, the major metropolitan cities, for example. So it, it, it really varies, and it's, it's quite polarized uh, within the country. Uh, in the film, we see uh, the people who are advocating for the uh, preservation and protection of, of these lands we, we hear a phone call that they make to this government official, I assume it was a government official, who is fairly honest, saying, I don't have any resources to do any of the things that you want me to do. We're here, we exist, but really there's not, this is all just sort of a Potemkin village of sorts, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that happened really shortly after Bolsonaro took office. I mean, that phone call in the film happened it was just 10 days after Bolsonaro uh, took office. And so we saw the effects of his administration really quickly, even though no policies had changed necessarily yet, 
the the mood and the tone was just at a standstill. And then we did see, you know, major budget cuts, heads of these environmental agencies being replaced with military generals, friends of Bolsonaro's. And so the, the hollowing out of any of these institutions that were tasked with the protection of, of the rainforest, coupled with, you know, the kind of pulling back of the social safety nets and, and infrastructure investments in these rural areas for farmers who might have otherwise, you know, sought out sustainable agroforestry or something else other than monoculture, um, you know, feeding this beast of, of beef and soy in the Amazon. One of the great things about the territory is the, the way in which you present all of these different elements as the story progresses, the more layered each one of them becomes. When I got to the end of the film, I, I started to think about all of these different, as I said, elements and how each one of them is very complex. But I think at the end of the day, the importance of the Yuru, Ea, Wawa people, and the fact that you were able to focus on them and to bring out all of the different aspects of the way that they live and the, the, the way that they take care of one another is the sustaining thing about the, the film. It is the, it is the through line that despite all of the things that they're facing, they understand the greater part of what we need to be doing here and, and are willing to put themselves in harm's way to do that. It's a beautiful part of the film. I, I just want to, I just want to compliment these people or want to support them or amazing part of the film. Thank you. Well, I will, I will pass that on. And one of the cool parts about the film too, is that because it's a, a co-production with the Uruwau community, we are investing in, in helping them build a multimedia and cultural center within their territory after the film is finished so that they can continue telling these stories themselves from their own perspective, working on journalism fellowships to help them, uh, you know, build better representation in the traditional news media. And so hopefully, you know, the best is yet to come in terms of other people appreciating and, and understanding this beautiful community. Tongay, your, your co-cinematographer on the, on the film is a member of the community and Beautifully, it, it's a beautiful film to look at. There's just so many things about it to recommend. So my congratulations for the work <laughs> Thank you. and a continued success. I know you're going to be working on many other projects and I hope you bring this, this level of passion to all of them and uh, look forward to it. So thank, thank you so you much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. We've been speaking with Alex Pritz. He is the director of the film, the documentary film, The Territory. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 